Hey there, if you are ready to build your service-based business from scratch and ditch your nine to five, then I want you to head on over to shedidherwaypodcast.com forward slash leap and download my free ultimate leap checklist and starter kit. Again, you can head to shedidherwaypodcast.com forward slash leap to download my ultimate leap checklist and starter kit to get started on building your service-based business and ditching your nine to five. Hello and welcome to She Did It Her Way, a podcast dedicated to helping you launch a business that allows you the freedom to create from anywhere, design your own schedule in a way that supports you, and pursue what it is that lights you up. I'm Amanda Bolin, your host, and it is time to do it your way. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today, I'm taking you behind the scenes of what my day-to-day looks like, how I structure on a daily and weekly basis, and specifically how schedule blocking has made me 10 times more productive and rules that I put in place to help myself stay on task every single day. Because let's be real, as an entrepreneur and having the freedom to choose how we spend our time, what we do with our time can be a little overwhelming. And some weeks we can find ourselves looking back and asking, what did I really accomplish this week? I know that was me in the early stages of entrepreneurship. And since then, I have really, truly found a schedule and a blocking method that has allowed me to be insanely more productive and efficient. And today I'm going to share that with you on the podcast. So first, what is schedule blocking? It is blocking out certain parts of your day, your week to accomplish a certain task. Schedule blocking incorporates something called batching, which you may or may not be familiar with. And that is when you do similar tasks in one sitting versus multiple sittings. So an example of batching might be outlining email copy for different campaigns in one sitting, record all audios for one month's podcast in a two-hour period, responding to any emails and all emails in in a designated time period versus going in and out of a task. And the reason why schedule blocking is helpful, well, there's a couple of reasons. One, because it incorporates batching and you save on not only time, but mental energy from having to switch in and out of tasks. And it also lets you plan ahead. And it encourages you to plan ahead to where you need to think about the future, not only just from a day or a week perspective, but also a month. So how to incorporate schedule blocking into your schedule? First, I want to acknowledge the emotions and potential overwhelm that may occur when you go to block out your schedule, especially if you're someone who works from home and you are starting out as an entrepreneur and you have a wide open schedule. Um, If you're someone that has a full-time job and you're side hustling, then it actually might be slightly easier because you've already got a, what I call given in your schedule and that then you need to work around that given versus having a wide open schedule and wanting to make it perfect, but fear that you may not, which could potentially paralyze you. So Like I said, if you are side hustling, you have your full-time job that is already blocked out and you know that you need to work around it versus if you've gone out on your own and you have a wide open schedule, then we need to find some pillars that really help drive the foundation of schedule blocking and your schedule every single day, every single week, and every single month. So with an open schedule, 
like I said, we have to find the pillars and understand what tasks you're doing on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. One example I'll share with you is working out and meditating is very important to me. And I can tell a significant difference when I don't work out or I don't meditate. And so can probably my husband, <laughs> uh, if we're being honest. So I used to participate in sign up and use ClassPass. If you're not familiar with ClassPass, it is a platform that allows you to visit a selected number of workout studios in your city for a certain number of times per month, depending upon your level of membership. I had the 10 classes per month. At first, I was like, this is amazing. And what I'm about to say has nothing to do with ClassPass. ClassPass is amazing. Their customer service is fantastic. This is just the story and my experience and what I realized at why it didn't work for me ultimately. But in the beginning, it was great. I had the freedom to choose the time I wanted to work out and where I wanted to work out. And it was really fun because I'm like, what studio do I want to visit? What time do I want to visit? When am I going to go? Uh, only I was capped at attending the same studio three times in one month. So if I visited one of my favorite studios, I could only go there three times a month. So then I had to find other studios and then I had to find other times that worked out. But what started to happen over time was I was running into decision fatigue because I didn't have consistency in my schedule as to when I was going to work out. Plus I'd have to select a different studio almost every single time, especially after I maxed out my three visits for that one specific studio. Then I learned one of my favorite gyms in the city offered an off-peak package where you could only attend class at the studio between 8.30 and 4.30 p.m. And that was considered off-peak because it wasn't, those classes weren't full. And you could do this Monday through Friday, attend any of those classes at a lower monthly rate. This was perfect because obviously working from home, I have a bit more flexibility. And it also eliminated the guesswork of what gym I wanted to go to and it limit and it didn't uh, limit the number of times that I could attend class. So again, this helped me schedule my Monday through Thursday workouts at 4.30 p.m. Now I know Monday through Thursday at 4.30, that's when I'm going to work out versus before it was what studio do I want to work out? What time do I want to work out? And it was really hard for me to commit. And then on Fridays, I do a lunch workout because let's be real, if I waited till 4.30, there is a less likely chance that I would actually go and work out and I'd probably talk myself out of working out. So again, just using that simple example to find those pillars. And I found this, this way through this gym studio that you could only work out between 8.30 and 4.30. So I knew I was limited to that number. And I also now know that I work out at 4.30 Monday through Thursday. And it's just a matter of do I want to do interval spin or yoga so that I limited the decisions that I needed to make. That is just one example. Some other things and ways that I use schedule um, blocking that I think might be helpful to share for you guys is so every day I schedule block 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. is my morning routine, which I have shared on a previous solo cast about how you can enhance your morning routine and what exactly goes into mine from 7 to 730. I schedule block that for what I call money. This could be anything from checking my books, checking bank accounts, any sort of payments I need to make payroll, allocating revenue that has come into the operating account based on profit first method, the review, reviewing what I'm currently selling, what are my goals, what are my metrics, other items that would fall into money might be notes for my bookkeeper, for my accountant, anything that I need to deal with, maybe my retirement account, anything that has to deal with money, credit cards, um, bank accounts, anything goes into the money block. And that is every single day, Monday through Friday. Same thing with the morning routine, Monday through Friday. 
Then from 7.30 to 8.30 is all designated for email marketing. This is this could be writing email sequence, responding to emails that come into my inbox because someone had responded to an email that was part of a sequence and I want to make sure that I respond to that person. It could be drafting funnels, outlining funnels, anything that has to do with email marketing, not checking email, um, but email marketing. So there's a difference there. Email marketing and building funnels and making sure I'm staying in constant communication with my list and and you guys who are tuning into the podcast is really important to me. Um, But it's not checking email. It's not opening my email inbox and checking that email. So that's 7.30 to 8.30 every single day, Monday through Friday. And then 8.30 to 9.30 is designated for intentional social media. So this might be when I do a Facebook Live on my personal page or in Her Way community, maybe on Instagram. I'm following up with comments on Instagram and Her Way community because I really want to make sure that I am striving to spend time in the community and respond to people when I can and make it intentional. So this isn't an opportunity for me to aimlessly scroll through Instagram or to aimlessly scroll through Facebook. This is very, very intentional social media time that has a direct impact to my overall goals, which is visibility and creating a community and following up with people and getting to know them as well. Then from 930 to 1030 is for the podcast. And this could be going over submission working with Kim who helps produce the podcast, getting any information that she needs, following up with previous and future guests if need be, reaching out to potential guests uh, who I want to come on the show and that you guys have recommended, following up with podcast inquiries to have me on other shows, working on solo casts and content and checking in on the process. There's a lot of different things that happen with the podcast and very much of, of a workflow. So always wanting to make sure at first I really only sca- I scheduled out, I tried with schedule blocking where I'm going to spend two hours or three hours in one massive time block each week. But what I found is if I can schedule an hour every single day to have a hand and review the process every single day, that's much more efficient and um, better for me in terms of making sure the overall process is continually moving along the way that it should. Might also schedule interview days month in advance and updating the interview calendar as well. And like I said, Monday through Thursday from 4.30 to 5.30, I am doing my workout. Now, obviously, there are chunks of times there's there's massive chunks of time from 10:30 to 4:30 that I haven't shared what I do there and that's because I just really wanted to I don't want to overwhelm you I want to give you a very um basic easy insight into just even the morning and what I do because there's other uh, other items that I do time block are the times when I go to meditation one one time a week Wednesday afternoons I do coffee and phone call meetings so if someone wants to meet for coffee and it makes sense and it's aligned with overall goals that I'm trying to accomplish with she did it her way then I'm going to schedule it in the 1 to 3 p.m. time block or excuse me 1 to 4 time block on Wednesday afternoon there's also blocks for content creation weekly reflection which happens on Fridays I have a Google document that I keep track of numbers that I complete every single Friday and then also planning for future weeks and months happens on Friday as well so times when blocking may change or needs to be altered because it's not, I have definitely, it's a work in progress. It takes reflection, reviewing what worked, what didn't. It doesn't mean that once you create your your ideal schedule, that's going to be it. You're going to find times when it may need to alter and you may need to change it in order to really fit with you. Like for example, I used to work out every single morning. I would get up, I'd go to 5.30, 6, 6 a.m. workouts. And what I realized is that it actually, by doing 
doing early morning workouts. I will do them if I need to, let's say if I need to hop on a plane, but doing them actually depletes my energy and I have way more energy by doing a 4.30 p.m. workout. Plus it helps me really create that separation between work and then um, the evening time. So then go into dinner and then I get to spend time with Mike and then get into bed probably watching episodes of suits before we get into bed. I love suits. Um, but that way you can, you can see that. So again, weeks when I, I block out entire days to conduct, conduct interviews. Usually there's one or two days a month where I will block out the entire day to conduct interviews for the podcast. I used to try to do them on a weekly basis, but I found that was really exhausting from a process standpoint and from an energy standpoint for me. So now I just go, I'm back to doing them full days every single month. And then times when I can't get to my 4.30 workout class due to an evening commitment, I might move it to morning or do a lunch workout. Um, I might switch things up in the future. Maybe I might test out doing meditation at 7.30 a.m. versus waiting until later in the day. And then there's times where right now I'm in a coaching program and we have standing calls every Tuesday, Thursday at 10 a.m. Central Time. So working around it and knowing that it is okay to be flexible when it comes to time blocking. So when you're getting started to really figure out, okay, how does this time blocking work? I've got all these different things. First, you want to get clear on what is productive versus busy work. Productive work and productive action helps you create clarity and alignment towards your goals. It helps drive that direction. Busy work is noise. It is energetic weight that holds us back from accelerating towards those goals. It is just stuff, distraction, and can lead to confusion. Imagine... I, I don't know what movie it's from, but it's the, the backpack scenario. So you have a backpack and you've got productive stuff and you've got noise in that backpack. The goal is to eliminate all the noise and the stuff that doesn't serve us and that doesn't help us move our business forward out of that backpack. So it makes us lighter and we can move faster. A guest earlier on the pod on, on the podcast earlier this year gave advice that when you get asked uh, question or you're faced with a decision, ask yourself, does this feed my confusion or create clarity? And that I love that question because yes, there's the example of it's either a hell yes or a hell no, but this one really, it, I think it hits another place in the mind when we think about does this feed my confusion or create clarity. Examples of busy work or um, passive action might be reading can be a form of procrastination. And I say this in a way where reading is a part of my morning routine and is part of an evening routine as well. Those are the only times that I do find myself reading. I used to read as a form of procrastination because I thought, well, at least I'm doing something. In that case, reading was a way for me to procrastinate, but still feel as if I was being productive. Again, you may feel productive in the moment, but it's passive action, as Natalie Bacon said in last week's interview. Because we're not truly taking action, other forms of busy work and passive action might be aimlessly scrolling through social media, checking email for the sake of feeling productive or wanting to feel productive, taking meetings or phone calls, coffee meetups that don't necessarily have a clear purpose that aren't aligned with your goals and vision, anything again that is going to distract you from taking action and getting clear on what is productive for your overall business. Now, how to actually implement time blocking in your schedule. So one, like I said, um, figure out productive versus busy work and then move into figuring out 
your pillars that are already part of your schedule to help you think through of what goes where so you can get those out there and know that you can work around it so at least you have some pillars that are already on your schedule. Mine, like I gave an example earlier, was the working out. I know 4.30 Monday through Friday and then a lunch workout or Monday through Thursday and then a lunch workout on Friday. Then it was easier for me to be able to back into that and create a when this is my morning routine and this is what I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. Then the second thing is, is make a list of everything you do or need to get done on a daily and weekly basis. And this is okay. Like it is okay to put productive and busy work on here. Just get everything out there because then when you do that, you're going to go back and circle the ones that are productive. And then that way you keep them, you're aware and top of mind of what you actually need to get done because there are still, I still schedule a blog checking email I just do it only one or two days a week and really try to stay in those time frames of when I do it so I don't get distracted and so I don't become less productive then the third and this step is optional but you can first write it out on paper how you would want your ideal week to look like sometimes it's harder for people to go from mind to computer I know I like to go from mind to paper then to computer and the fourth step is a trick I learned from Megan Minns that is you can go into your Google account and select um, your calendar and create a calendar specifically labeled as your ideal week that way once you create it every week you can overlay your ideal week with your actual week and manually enter in those blocks so that you can always click and unclick your ideal week so it shows up when you need it when you need to go plan and then you can unclick it when it's actually within that week and also you can always make changes to your ideal week that way you're not messing with your actual calendar there as well so Now it is time, my friends, to go and implement it and stay committed, but also know it is totally a flexibility. It's it's about being flexible, especially in the beginning when you create the schedule. Be easy on yourself. Don't get upset if it's not working out in the beginning. Don't quit. Stay with it. Take time. Reflect on it. See what needs to be tweaked, changed, or modified in order to stay on this schedule blocking. Like I said, ever since I started implementing schedule blocking, it has helped me stay on task, focus, and become 10 times more productive. And it has allowed me to put systems in place and reduced decision fatigue. And now I know exactly what I'm doing every single day. It makes me, I know that I'm more on top of my business than I was when I didn't do this because I didn't carve out time to be in the money piece of it, to be in the email marketing. So I would love, love, love for you guys to share when, if you are already using schedule blocking or if you start implementing it after hearing the solo cast, take a screenshot and tag us either on Facebook in the Her Way community group or on Instagram. I would love to see those. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast episode. For more information, check out shedidherway.com. And if you enjoyed today's episode, I would love for you to leave me a review on iTunes and let me know what you think. Until next time, keep doing it your way.